Welcome to Risky Business, a show where we get to explore new and innovative ways to understand and reduce risk by bringing together some of the leading professionals in the transportation and the insurance industry. My name is Scott Grandis. I hope you enjoy the show. Let's kick it off. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Risky Business. Uh, we have another amazing guest on today. And, you know, as you guys know, we take this time to explore risk at all different levels and look at things backwards and forwards and inside and out. And Becca, who is on with me, is responsible for quite a few things, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. Uh, one of which is this podcast. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm laying, I'm laying it on Becca. Get ready. Okay. Get ready. Get ready. Um, but yeah, anyways, for those of you who don't know me, Scott Grandis, and I have Becca with me, who is one of the rock stars on our dev team. I'm going to say it this way. Becca finds all of our mistakes and makes sure that we fix them and is progressing now in the development role. But I'm going to leave it there. Becca, tell us what you do. Yes, sir. Tell us, uh, tell us how you make us amazing. And, uh, and then we're going to, we're going to get into some questions that I have. Um, well, my role is quality assurance analyst. So I am responsible for making sure that everything that comes from our wonderful development team is as defect free as possible. So I, you know, I run through it as if I were a user, I do my best to put myself in the user's shoes and I make sure that any weird little tweaks that come out of it, you know, I make sure I catch all of those and any, anything that does get through to production, we try to make sure it's as minimal as possible. And by that, I mean like something silly like oh the header's slightly misaligned you know mm -hmm. we want to make sure that you have no issues with your personal information we want to make sure that security is on point where it should be we want to make sure that everything looks good feels good works well you know the scores come up correctly all of those things so that is the primary role that i have and the team that i'm on has given me the opportunity to branch out and start learning how to add things in the database and all sorts of fun stuff like that so well I love it. I love the way that you are always searching for the bugs. For anybody that doesn't know technology, that's the stuff that breaks things. And I also love the fact that you're always looking to grow and spread your wings. That's pretty cool. Thanks. Pretty cool. Um, before I get into questions. Mm -hmm. So I always have a mug for everybody on the show, as you know, uh, which by the way, I absolutely love your swag. It's Thank awesome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. Um, yeah. so I had a mug on order for you and it did not come in yet. So okay. I have to, I have to redo, but it applies to you too. So the mug that I had on order for you, it said, you're awesome. Keep that shit up. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 it did not show up on time. So anyways, I'm using George's for you too. You're good. But I actually brought my own. Oh, you did. Let me see. I did. It, it says What'd Hakuna Matata because nice. it's all good. Things happen, you know, and we just shift, we adjust, but there are no worries. So, <laughs> you know, we're just doing our best. And Awesome. Well, when it gets here, I'm shipping the, yes. you're awesome, keep that shit up mug to you. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to have it in every meeting. <laughs> every <Sweet>. meeting. <laughs> Sweet. I love it. So, all right. So before we get started with the questions, you had said something to me right before we started this. Mm -hmm. You had a tow truck joke. And since we're talking about trucking and technology, I think you should tell your tow truck joke. All right. All right, Scott, what's bigger than a tow truck? What might that be? A foot truck. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. That's good stuff. See, I love dad jokes. Some people don't. Oh, yeah. Even when I'm talking to, like, I mean, you know, we talk about a lot of serious stuff, right, on the mm-hmm. on our calls and what yeah. we're building and how we're getting there and all this stuff. But you got to have fun. I mean, absolutely. I mean, we got the we got the tri lambdas uh, that we always talk about on our dev calls. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what a lambda is, quite frankly. I think it has something to do with getting and receiving information. Don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right. So let's back up to a year ago. Do you believe it's been a year? Just no about. way. Yeah, just about February last year. Oh, right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was the prototype build. So that is how. Risky business got its name. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is how both the podcast carried on the name, the swag that we're wearing came to be, and the platform that we're building got named. So I blame you for all of this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just simply planted an idea, a small seed. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to tell the story. You got to tell the story. Okay. Um, so the story behind the name is we're all sitting there on day, I think, the last day of the Codathon, which I'm not sure if the viewers know that this project came from the Codathon that we yeah, had. Yeah, exp- explain the Codathon. Okay, so the Codathon very briefly is a week long period of time in which the dev team and partners from the business or different parts of the business get together. We split up into little teams and we come up with a a way to solve a problem. You know, we have a problem, we come up with a solution. We try to make it as proof of concept as possible in the short amount of time that we have. And it's just meant to be a mental break, a little bit of fun, but also get everybody's juices flowing and kind of get some creativity going. And I think Scott, you were the, you were the team lead on my group this past year and you knew immediately what you wanted to do. And I think I was in there with George and a few other team members and we just, you were, you communicated your vision immediately and we picked it up and we just, I think, an hour into us being a team, we were, we were gone. So uh-oh. I remember, you know what I remember? I you guys, I don't even know what it is. There's so many different systems <laughs> that you guys use. I lose track, but what's the one where like everybody's moving their mouse around at the same time. And oh, um, is it, what is that called? Is it the, the, Miro? Yeah. Miro board. Miro. That's it. Right. Was that it? Yep. I just remember there was, I mean, I don't know how many people, eight or nine of us. Right. Yeah. And everybody was moving the mouse around and you were starting to work on, I think, UI type mm-hmm. stuff. And George was working on backend stuff and Craig was working on backend yep. stuff. And yeah, it was pretty cool. Okay. And you know what? I will say this. I think we were cheated. Cheated. We, we won three of the five categories. Yeah, we should have won all five. Okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> you know what? Listen, when I was growing up, I, when I was growing up, like we were expected to get better than a C on every grade on our report card. That's fair. And and if we got B pluses, we'd come home with a report card full of B pluses, and my mom would say, "Why weren't they A's?" <laughs> That's fair. So there you go. We should have won all five. So we got what a sixty out of a hundred. Come on, <laughs> sixty out of a hundred. Yeah, we passed, but not my barely. <laughs> Barely's right. Right. Uh, so yeah, so risky business came out of that, mm-hmm. right? And we were in so, day, I think, like the second to last day or like the very last day. And we're down to the wire because we have a proof of concept working. The little sliders are all working. You're thrilled. And we're like, great. What are we going to call it? 
mm-hmm. because that's always the thing that comes at the end. And we're all just tossing out names. And of course, you know, we're sitting there talking about risk and how it's a possible new business venture and all the things that it could come to. And my brain just thinks of the this one iconic scene from risky business where the slide across with the sunglasses. And I'm just like, what about that? Well, and look, the sunglasses still live. Yeah. Oh, they're over here. Everything's reversed behind. I mean, the sunglasses I, I expect live. everybody just to chuckle and like, no, oh, no, no, that's funny. But no, and you guys were like, yeah. Well, you and know like, what? And <laughs> I know it was perfect. And we, you know, I've, I've talked about, you know, inside the technology, do we change the name? Do we come up with something mm-hmm. that's a little more snappy for right. insure tech and all this stuff? I've brought that up several times in London. And every time I bring it up, they're like, no, we kind of like the name Risky Business. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so it lives on. You created a monster. I lo- It's a great monster. <laughs> it is a great monster. It is a great monster. So um, I asked George this when he and I did our podcast. I don't know if you watched it or not. Um, oh. It's not all the way no, up. No, his isn't live yet. Oh, yeah, right. his isn't live yet. It's ready. It's yeah. there. It's done. I saw whatever Zoe gave us. It's classified. So if I showed it to you, I'd have to kill you. It, we'd just have to have that happen. But and then, then, who would, then who would test the system? Please and then don't. who's going to break our shit? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me about, and I get fascinated by this, and I get fascinated because one of the things that I enjoy doing in my life now is teaching. And I think a big part of why the team really understands what's happening. Well, at least I hope, I hope a big part of that is because I've taken the time to try and teach. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I, and I remember a moment when we were in the lab and I don't want to give away too much about your journey yet, but you can, it's okay. We had Amazon web services helping us with the UI. Right. And the first thing they did was they said, we have to create a fake press release that basically speaks to what are you going to tell people about what you built? And then they kind of rewind the clock from there. Um, and use that as their rails, as their building stuff, right? And I was running around the market that week, nuts, trying to just promote, get information, and uh, move the needle forward with everything we were doing, right? And you guys put together the press release. And oh. yeah, I, I don't know who was involved in it. I know the team did it. I did not. And I read it, and I was like, oh, my God that's like spot on. I couldn't have written it any better myself. Like mm-hmm. the understanding that you guys have of what this, what this thing is supposed to do and its impact, I think is gigantic. So I say all of that because I want you to think back to the codeathon mm-hmm. and think back what you knew about insurance and trucking and truck insurance and London and premiums and risk oh. prior to this. And then walk me through your journey. Oh man. Okay. So, I mean, what did we, what did I know about insurance prior basic car insurance, renters insurance, you know, the stuff that 87.3% of, I don't know, percent of people know, right? It's actually 87.2. Of course it is. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My mistake. I was a little bit, I was rounding up, (laughs) but I mean, I mean, it obviously makes sense that trucks have insurance, but it's not something that most motorists think of. We're just kind of trucking along. And just on our little road trip to wherever we're going and we see all these semi trucks and all these tow trucks, Asian wheelers, everything. And we don't think that, you know, there's a progressive Geico. Oh, can't say those things. Whoops. There is a insurance company. 
behind. <laughs> there are no those... restrictions here. Oh God, don't tell me that. And there's an insurance company behind those trucks and somebody is insuring them and what they're carrying is so much higher monetary than my suitcase in the back seat. And just like, oh, that's a thing. Okay, great. And because you communicated it so well, we just ran with it and we're learning all these. There's carriers and there's syndicates and there's like, what's a syndicate? I know it from a video game. I don't know what a syndicate is, you know, so, okay, learning about this and learning about master drivers and sub drivers and all of these DOTs and VINs and numbers that honestly didn't make any sense at the time, but we don't, we didn't need to know that they made sense to be able to put them in a table. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and you communicated that to us so well at the beginning of where everything needed to go, how it related to the other numbers. And we kind of just, stuck stuff together (laughs) (laughs) and we've been i think the whole team has been learning about trucking consistently and trucking insurance as we've gone like i didn't even know that there was a difference between wet and dry conditions and the different Mm -hmm. states and how different types of trucks will be insured differently and depending on where they're going what they're carrying you know their speed all of those things weigh into it and it was just like it's in a whole other world than Mm -hmm normal automobile insurance but yeah and then you're talking about being in london and being with the lloyd's lab which is learning about lloyd's of london it's this huge insurance thing and how much of a massive opportunity that is i think the whole team is just sitting there like kind of wide-eyed like whoa and you're just telling us more and more and but that only really worked and we all really only understood it because you were able to explain it and verbalize it in such an easy package you know you just gave it to us straightforward you didn't use any flowery terms you were like here's the thing this is what this means this is what that means this is what we needed to do can we do that it's like yeah actually yeah we can (laughs) it's cool to see how it's taken shape isn't it oh yeah i mean when you look at what we're about to launch nobody else nobody else has it they have bits and pieces but what you guys have built is absolutely spectacular. Like I'm so proud of everybody on the team. It uh, mm. it took a, it took a while for us to get our groove, and I think after the after the codathon, uh, and then going into the lab, uh, we got it. We got a good groove. Oh yeah. And we got a. We, I think we got a great groove now. You know, we always have the the ebbs and flows, but generally speaking, we yeah. got a. We got a really good groove. But I mean, having you as checked in as you are is critical to this because we wouldn't be able to, you know, you're constantly giving us feedback. You're constantly telling us, here's an update, here's a change. And we're adjusting small adjustments, but your engagement is helping us go the speed that we're going because mm-hmm. we don't have to wait for that. You know, you're just like, here you go. <laughs> well, don't speed too much. You'll be of high risk. Oh, good, good point. I'll need trucking insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait till we get to crash and claims data. I'm oh, super gosh. excited about that. Oh yeah. Oh, we are. We are. Like, I, I wish I could have everybody on these calls with the London folks. I mean, the the amount of things that we're going to start looking at soon and cross reference cross referencing it to crash and claims data. Like one of the things, I'll give you a little a little inside the tent look here. One of the things that we're looking at right now, it was suggested to us by the folks in, some of the folks in London, is who was the actual insurance company? Because we we went back and looked at Camille pulled five years of FMCSA data, crash data, 
uh, all fleets that ran at that time, fleets that had crashes but no fatalities, no injuries, then fleets that have fatalities but no in, or injuries but no fatalities, and then fatalities, right? So we're going back and we're compiling who was the insurance company at the time of all of those crashes so that we can now say X percentage of the time, this was the insurance carrier at the time of a crash with no fatalities, mm -hmm. no injuries. X percentage, this was the insurance carrier and injuries. And X percentage, this was the insurance carrier and fatalities. It's uh, And then you start taking that with all the other stuff. Oh, it's it's about to get. Oh, me. yeah. And there's stuff that I haven't even told you guys about yet. We I got so you. much coming. <laughs> it's okay. We need to focus. You're good. <laughs> You're the visionary. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much coming down. So I heard, I heard, um, I think it was George. Uh oh. I think it was George one time we were on a call and George said, yeah, I was running down the road one day on my truck and a trucker was tailgating me. And he's like, you have no idea. We're about to change your life. Yep. <laughs> so, so what kind of things do you think about now? Now, now I want you to think, <sighs> think, okay, remember our conversation about the marketplace and the data yeah. and that? What kind of things do you think about now when it comes to what might we want to look at that some people may not think about and it causes risk in trucking? You mean from what we have currently? Because I know yeah. we had that big conversation about like all of the ideas. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think the biggest thing that, not obviously not the biggest, but one of the important aspects that we might not that people might not initially think of, and I think I mentioned this back in November, is the mental health aspect of trucking mm -hmm. and how, you know, truckers, like you said, I think truckers are first responders to so many automobile incidents and different tragedies that they see. And it's like, do they just get back in their truck and keep driving? Do they have anybody mm -hmm. that they can kind of chat with, you know, make sure that everything is okay with them. But I think that that might be its own category of risk because you know seeing stuff like that affects your sleep it affects how you focus it affects all of it and we already have a section for health so it'd be pretty easy just to kind of branch off and sidestep over to that as well mm -hmm. yeah i i agree somebody had told me that story I, I can't remember who it was i think it was when we were doing our town halls Oh, it was Horatio. He's oh. so we are working on a on a mental health program. Um, right. It's not live yet, but it will be um, this year. And he was the one that told me that he's like, you know, do you realize that they see a lot on the road that most people don't? Yeah. And I mean, I remember one time we were driving to San Diego, and we were heading towards San Diego, and there was a guy on a motorcycle driving away from San Diego towards the ten. And there was like this big kind of gravel goalie in the middle and we were coming to on the on-ramp. And as we were coming in, I was looking down and I saw this motorcycle, just, I saw a cloud of dust Ooh. and I literally, I yelled to the kids. I'm like, somebody call 911 right now. A motorcycle just went down. I mean, I'm surprised I didn't drop the transmission in my truck. Cause I pulled over, mm -hmm. slammed it into park, got out of the truck, grabbed my phone and ran over there and just seeing like, it wasn't horrific, but yeah. he was injured. Yeah. And yeah. And I was, somebody had pulled up behind them, but I was there right after them. So to see that before paramedics and everything got there, mm -hmm. I still think about that today. Every time yeah. I drive by that, by that area, I, I, I feel like kind of weird. You got to um, do that little etch-a-sketch shake to get your head clear. Like, it's ugh. exactly right. <laughs> I, do I do that sketch. I do that shake a lot, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, I think mental health is a huge thing. And I think all the different, you know, mental health, I think a maintenance program of sorts. So we know what's happening with the trucks and what they're putting on and tires and brakes and Mm -hmm. all that type of stuff is going to be huge. But yeah, I think it's, uh, that's exciting stuff. You've mentioned like nutritionists and stuff like Mm -hmm. that as well. So, yep. Yep. All that stuff is coming. It's all coming. So cool. There are days I wish we had a hundred people on the team, but then there are days where I say, if we had a hundred people on the team, I would have to go even faster than I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want you burnt out, Scott. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm trying to take a vacation next week. Good. We'll see how it goes. We will leave you alone. Nah, we'll see. how. I'll, I'll probably be on the stand-ups. Well, maybe a couple days I will. Um, but all the kids are going, so we're. Uh, we, so I've been to forty-nine of the fifty states. Hawaii, this is the last one. We're going to Hawaii. Yeah, checking it off the list. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. It's the only one I have not been to yet. So, all right, I asked this one of George too, mm. and I, I said this on the last podcast. Um, I have no idea what you're about to answer. We don't, oh okay. we don't even really talk about it much before we get on. And I do that on purpose because I don't want things to be scripted. I just want the conversation to go where it goes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I want to know since last February, what are your favorite and least favorite parts of the journey? Oh boy. Well, favorite. Okay. I'm a UI person, right? I really enjoy user interface. I like seeing the stuff visually. I like Mm -hmm. trying to break something that I can see, which we have have, as a group have kind of made the decision to pivot toward more of an API fronted. So for Mm -hmm. people who are listening, API being back end uh, requests that come in, but aren't necessarily a website that you can see. So the website that you can see is going to be kind of bare bones, but a lot of the stuff is happening behind the scenes. Mm And I like being able to see stuff personally. So at the very beginning when we were, you know, building all of that and, you know, we had all these different modules and all these things that you could interact with and change. I was all about that. And I was like, yes, (laughs) but that's just because that's how my brain works. Right. And we, we as a group decided to pivot toward more back end, which is absolutely important. It's critical. It can be tested. You know, I'm still able to, work with it but it, there's less it's less flashy so you it, it's less easy to see the hard work that the developers have done so i think as a whole you know pivoting to apis was is less of my favorite but in in a way it's still fantastic because i get to help too so <laughs> you know yeah. if we were doing api focused or if, sorry if we were doing ui focused work i wouldn't be able to help out with the database as much Right. So this is giving me an opportunity to assist with that while at the same time do the normal API testing that we're doing. So awesome. Favorite UI, less well, favorite API. Still great. The, Love it. <laughs> and the reality is that's short lived. I mean, that's short lived. Like we're always going to have the API mm-hmm. stuff going on, but um, we've got to get to the UI stuff. Uh-huh. Shortly after this, this big launch. And the, um, this is the MVP, the marketing, the marketable part that you can take to London with you. So, yeah. Yeah. So now what's your favorite part? That was your least favorite. Well, I mean, I kind of said favorite and least favorite together, but I like, oh, that's, true. Yeah. that's true. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. UI. I like UI. being able to work hand in hand with the, de- the developers yeah. and kind of 
you know, help them make sure that what they're putting out there is as good as it can be. So yeah, it's just fun. (laughs) It is. It's so fun. (laughs) I do. You know what? I will say this, the moments when I have to go in and try something out, I do pride myself on breaking stuff. (laughs) You're an honorary tester. But yeah, I think I, you know what? I kind of, I kind of like to give myself that title too. To give you a little you know? pin, a little, I, I little should pin for your pin. shirt. I should have a pin. You know, like uh, if you, if you go to Washington DC and you meet with congressmen and yep. senators, <laughs> they always have their little pins. Mm-hmm. That's what I should have. Yep. I'm an honorary QA tester. Yeah. Love that yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. So, all right. Now, what about next steps? We've got a whole wide open range of things that we could look at on risk. So we, I think mental health is a big one. What if we had to really think outside the box? There's got to be, there's got to be more. And I ask this because I ask myself this question every day, right? So what else, what else could we go after? What else could we look at? What other industries could we help? I'm still interested in the self-driving vehicles, honestly. Yeah. Because that's huge. Like we've got, I mean, that's a software component by itself, but you've got all of this artificial intelligence that's learning lanes and learning road rules. And I'm like, how do you ensure something that like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, it'd be because we talked about electric vehicles as different than gasoline engines, diesel engines, and all of those things. But how do you handle something that's AI driven or mostly AI and partial human? Like, yeah, I would love to see that be our. I did, I, so I, I did a podcast on both. Yep. Um, Chris Moore. Um, well, actually, both guys are in London. Uh, Chris Moore, he's at um, Apollo mm-hmm. Syndicate. Uh, he's the head of iBot. He does all kinds of stuff. He gets into autonomous vehicles like crazy. In fact, um, he invited me out to London um, for a conference they're putting on for autonomous vehicles. Unfortunately, I can't go because it's my dad's birthday and retirement. Oh, um, so him. I'll be in. Yeah, I'll be in Chicago. Um, but yeah, he and I talked about autonomous vehicles. I think it's going to be absolutely fabulous. Oh, yeah. I think we're just going to find different risk points, right? Yep. So I mean, the, the person is out of it. But there's more that could come into it. <laughs> I told you, you I, I think you've heard me say this. One of the memes I saw, this was like a year and a half ago, which I love this meme. It was a, it was a picture of a, a trucker holding the steering wheel. <laughs> and it said the most dangerous part of a truck is the nut holding the steering wheel. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. when you get to autonomous vehicles, you take that away. But, yeah. you know, you got other things that happen. Like, Absolutely. Um, does it automatically update? I mean, but at the same time, you've got your, the decisions that are made at a split second that only that it's kind of like an instinctual lane shift, like, oh, I feel like something's going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and scoot over. And then something does happen. And it would have hit the vehicle. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever experienced that I have on um, the beltway in DC, I was driving and there was a, some bikes on the back of a vehicle. And I was like, huh, Cause it was kind of wobbling a little. I'm like, I scooted over and then one of them comes off and starts bouncing down 495 oh, wow. and we're all going whatever the speed limit is. And that could have been bad, but it's like one of those things that I'm sure truckers see that all the time. Yeah. And can, 
artificial intelligence handle that kind of a thing? I, I don't know. Yeah. Imagine but, the data we'll get from that. Oh, I can imagine. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. Me too. Same with electric vehicles. Oh, right? yeah. So on the podcast, talking about electric vehicles, one of the things that we came to was, you know, the cost of those vehicles mm -hmm. from an insurance perspective. So these are folks that are covering the, the loss, right? Yeah. So you're going from, on average, a tractor, a big truck that costs $150,000 to $200,000 to uh, an electric vehicle that's somewhere in the $400,000 to $550,000. I thought one hundred and fifty was bad. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're not okay. cheap. <laughs> now, there's, there's a lot of positives to it. Like yeah. <laughs> the engine doesn't have all the moving. You don't have an engine mm -hmm. with all the moving parts and the maintenance is less and all these other things. The fuel consumption. Um, we, we figured in our rough math that each truck would save about somewhere about $45,000 a year in fuel um, just by going to electric vehicles and the general cost of charging them. But the other positive side to it is think about all of that technology on board the electric trucks. I mean, think if you're in a Tesla, yeah. which some of them are semi-autonomous, but I don't think they're fully autonomous mm -hmm. yet. I mean, the technology that's in those, is, it's amazing. And you know, as I think about what we're building and the data that will come from that and the story that it will tell, well, actually not just us, but with the machine learning, the story that we will be taught, I think it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. We'll have a lot of fun. It's going to be great. We haven't even started yet. Yes, we have. And it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but this is kind of, I think about this stuff all the time. I'm like, we have so far to go, but then I have to look in the mirror and be like, but nobody's built what we built yet. But I mean, that's what gets the team excited. Like that exact thing that you were just doing just now when you're talking about, oh, we could do X, Y, Z. Think about all these cool things. That's what gets the team a little bit jazzed. Even if we don't really actively show it, we're sitting here and we're kind of just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we got a lot to do. We got a lot to do. We got a good team, though. Oh, yeah. We don't have a good team. We have an amazing team. I mean... It's off the charts. Like I, I, you know, even when I do have to miss meetings, I don't, I don't fret about it too much. I fret because I'm not there just to be there, but I don't fret about the production of the meeting because I know that we're hyper-focused. We're going down the, well, I was going to say we're going hundred miles an hour down the road, but since we're measuring risk, we should probably not say that. 75. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to optimal speed of 72 and a half miles an hour. Oh, the correct speed. The and correct we are well rested. Speed. We are hydrated and we are paying attention <laughs> to the road. <laughs> oh, oh, and just wait. We're just about done with legal on these AI cameras. Okay. So soon we'll start dragging in AI data from the inward and outward facing cameras in the trucks. Oh, We're yeah. going to learn some stuff. Ooh. I'm excited. I don't know I'm what excited. that stuff is going to say, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Because, you know, you're you have, a, you have a data point. You think it's going to say one thing, and it says something completely different. <laughs> just just imagine you're at a, I don't know, a trivia contest somewhere, and somebody's like, what's the most dangerous part of a trucker? And you'll be, and, and, and they give an answer like uh, speeding events. You'll be like, no, actually, the most dangerous part of the trucker is the kind of material that's on the seat, <laughs> or whatever the answer is. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the the width of the little fold down that shields the sun from their eyes, their visor. That's the most yeah. dangerous part because they can't see. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, listen, we covered some good stuff. I am so happy 
that you brought us all this obnoxious, risky business stuff. This is the result of your name that you picked. Uh, so it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I think it, I think it's, and you know what? I think we've had a lot of fun with it so far. Oh, absolutely. We've had so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, listen, thank you for being on here. Sure. Thank you for having me. Do you want uh, any closing thoughts? Oh, Could be boy. anything. Another, another dad joke. Oh no. Hold on. Let me come up with a d- trucking dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two cheese trucks. So cheese is in the food ran into yeah. each other. Debris was everywhere. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, Google. <laughs> Put me on the spot with the dad joke. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Love Sweet. it. All right. Well, cool. So we're going to, you'll be on, you'll be on live soon. Oh, dear. Yeah. The world gets what they get. <laughs> now remember, remember, you're awesome. Keep that shit up. Your mug, I'm sending it to you as soon as it gets here. I will show you as soon as it gets here. But until then, Hakuna Matata, because it's all good. All right, you got it. It's all good. All right, peace. See ya. Bye. I hope you enjoyed our show today. Remember, when it comes to creativity and innovation, I always like to quote one of my favorite lines out of the movie Tommy Boy. If you ain't growing, you're dying. There ain't no third direction. My name's Scott Greenbus. I'll see you on the next show. Peace.